Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord has been faithful. Amen? He has kept us all these months from January to December. What a great God. Much water has passed under the bridge. We are still standing. But you see, why am I still standing? And why are you still standing? What's God really reason for sparing my life and your life? We're going to talk about things like this today. And the title of the message is Spiritual Inventory. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your faithfulness and steadfast love that has kept us through the years and through Oh Lord, the weeks and the months of this year, and you have kept up to this day, the very last day of this year. Lord, your grace has been sufficient for us. We appreciate you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I ask that you speak through me unto your children. Lord, I want to speak your counsel, not my words, not my mind, but your mind in the name of Jesus. Father, take perfect control in Jesus' name. Amen. Spiritual inventory. In the corporate world, usually at the end of the year, management will say, let us do stock taking, especially in manufacturing sector, where you produce goods. We want to do, take stock of what we have as at the very last day of the year. So as we plan for the next year, we know where we are starting from. We know our areas uh, where we are lacking and where we need to strengthen. Also, on individual basis, you can do what you call SWOT. SWOT analysis. You, as an individual. SWOT S stands for strengths. You take stock of your life. Strengths. Where am I strong as pertaining to the work of God, as pertaining to the things of God? You alone, you do the stock taking. You have an introspection. You have a time with God and begin to look at yourself. W stands for weaknesses. Identify your area of weaknesses this year. What are those areas where I have been weak? You identify them. Then O stands for opportunities. Have I had opportunities for spiritual growth and I turned them down? Have I had opportunity for expansion and I turned them down? You look at these areas, and then you talk about T, threats, threats, or obstacles to my spiritual growth. 
or ministry or what God has called me to do. And these are threats. You recognize them so that you can face them squarely in the name of Jesus. These are some of the things we need to do also as Christians at the end of the year, as individuals. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Praise God. Examine yourself. Self-examination. Call it spiritual inventory. It has to do with all this. Personal assessment. Where are my weaknesses, my strengths, opportunities that I need to take advantage of to expand the work of God in my hands? Because God has entrusted the ministry to each and every one of us. The very fact that God spared me from many accidents and dangers this year. There is a reason why. Because he wants me to fulfill his purpose in my life. He wants you to fulfill the purpose he has called you and created you for. I want you to know that's very fundamental to this message. You had near-death experiences, some people, but God spared your life. Why? He wants you to fulfill that purpose. And that should also give you confidence. If God has called you and you have a purpose to fulfill, your life can never be cut short until you fully fulfill it. You shall fully fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. It is desirable to examine ourselves, to know whether we are in alignment with God's will for our life. We check ourselves as if we're to ensure that we are working with God and worthy of our calling as children of God. This self-inventory or spiritual inventory helps us to know what victories we have had in Christ. What blessings we have received. What spiritual insights we have received also and revelations. How we have applied the word in our lives. And what is my relationship with other people, other brethren? Is my heart full of bitterness, unforgiveness? In marriage, am I the spouse I'm supposed to be? What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? We need to review all this so that come next year, we will not remain at the same level in Jesus' name. Am I a vessel fit for the master's use? Because there are so many vessels in a great man's house. Am I a vessel fit for the master's use according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21? Because there's something you have to do. There is something you have to do as a vessel, presenting yourself as a vessel fit for the master's use. Don't just say, I'm a vessel of God. Are you fit? Are you fit for the Lord's special use? Have I been obedient to the Lord's commands to be his witness? 
Before Jesus left, he left that great commission for the church of God, including you and me. Have I been faithful? Have I been playing lip, paying lip service to the Lord? I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. With all of my heart, and at the same time, disobedient to him. Have I been using my God-given talents to serve the Lord? Do my dreams and aspirations and plans line up with God's will for my life? I just go my own way, self-willed. What I want to do, I want to do. Has that been your life? Do you check with the plumb line, the word of God? What I'm planning to do, is it in line with the word of God? Have I been thankful enough to the Lord for his mercies, etc., etc.? These are the issues we need to concern at this time. Praise God. Appreciating God is a call for more blessing for him, from him. When you appreciate him, when you thank him, you are saying, God, please do more for me, indirectly. So it's good to show appreciation. And Jesus told us about the ten lepers that were healed. Only one out of ten came back and gave appreciation to God. Say, thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Once I was a stranger, I was estranged from the society, a leper. Now I can be reckoned among the community of brethren and family. Thank you, Lord. The Lord saw, the Lord blessed him the more, even as he showed appreciation. What about the nine? Many of us are like the nine. Let me tell you, Thanksgiving is not just about dancing, about eating, or about, you know, all those ceremonies, all those externals. It's more about your commitment and gratitude in your heart to the Lord. Lord, for what you have done for me, I want to draw closer to you. That's a better way of showing appreciation to God. Amen? If we are sincere enough, shall find reason to praise and glorify the Lord. Even if you think you have not been blessed enough, thank God for what God has done for other people. And that's a sign that your turn is coming. If God has done this for my brother, for my sister, then my own turn is coming. It's not to be jealous. Say, God, you did this for this brother. You did this for this brother this year. But you let me out. And you are grumbling. It's not over until it, is, until it is over. You are still living. Thank God that you can still assert that you have some needs. And that's a, another reason even to appreciate God. Some people cannot appreciate where they are presently. But we can. But I say in all situations we have to give thanks. Even when we think that the Lord has done so much and my cup has overflowed, over, you know, overflowed, or it has not. The Bible says in Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 to 23, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because of his faithfulness. It's not because of your intellect. It's not because of your wealth. 
It's not because of your beauty or being handsome. No, never. Neither because of your intellect. No. It is of the Lord's mercy that you have been preserved and we need to appreciate him. And remember, he has a purpose for keeping you. Not just to continue to eat, sleep, walk, sleep, you know, that kind of circle. No, not just that. God has something better for you. Amen. Discover that purpose. Apostle Paul was called Saul. When he encountered the Lord or when the Lord saved him and arrested him, one of the very first things he asked the Lord is, Lord, what would you want me to do? After we've been saved many years, many of us still don't know what God has called us to do. It's true, you may be a, a medical doctor, but that is far from what God wants you to do. That's a, an unbeliever can be a doctor, a professor, and all that. That's common to all religious people. But there's something unique to you as a child of God. There's a purpose why God called you. Discover that purpose and begin to fulfill it. If you've not started, ask God. Say, Lord, what is the purpose? Why you really saved me? What is the purpose? Just to live like other people. Walk, 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 earn money, pay bills, and that's all. Something more than that. Let us read Psalm 124, 1 to 8. Psalm 124, verse 1. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, when the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over us. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who had not given us, had not given you, had not given me as a prey to their teeth. Amen. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. And actually, there are some people who experience this to the letter. Near death experience. Thank you, Jesus. God spared your life because there is a purpose for you to fulfill. Please, always have that at the back of your mind. Also, in Psalm 103, 1 to 5, we're going to read it. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? One, two, check. One, two. Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemed thy life from destruction and crowned thee one, two, with check, loving check. kindness and tender mercies? One, 
two. Check, check. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, awesome God. Father, we appreciate you. I was witnessing one day, one Saturday. One, two. And check, check. I testified check, to the people I was check, talking to check. that look for 15 one, two, years, check. God who saved me has kept me and I still love him and I will love him anymore. You know, you too can trust your hand into the hands of the Lord. The person was, the person was saying, ah. Check. He was wondering whether I was even 50 years. Check one. But that's 50 years in Christ. He was wondering whether I was 50 years old. Then Holy Spirit ministered to me. I have kept you strong and healthy so that you can do my work. I've kept you strong and healthy so that you can fulfill the purpose why I have called you. The Lord whispered that to my heart. So there is a reason why God has renewed my youth. And say, promise to every brother, every sister, God will renew your youth in the name of Jesus. Even your old age, the Bible says, it shall be fat and flourishing. It shall be strong. Amen. Yes, God wants to use you even in your old age. It shall continue to be a wall of fire around you for protection. Zechariah chapter 2 Verse 5, say that the Lord, he the one who beats a wall of fire around you, around you, so that no evil can come near you. That wall of fire is real. Because many, many years ago, way back in Nigeria, in our local congregation, there was somebody of Olumba, Olumba, Obu, they call them, O-O-O, you know? He hated our church, hated our pastor. And he tried many ways to come, to come and attack us, but he didn't succeed. He said he tried one day just to penetrate, but he found that there was a wall of fire around the whole church. And ant could not penetrate according to him. So when he found that, the God we serve is greater than the idol that he served. He came to us and the Lord delivered him. The Lord set him free. Whether you can see it or not, there is a wall of fire around you, a hedge around you, so that the enemy will not come into your life. Amen. Amen. That wall of protection remains even on to 2024 and beyond. Amen. This is one confidence you have because the same God who kept you from January to this time is the same God. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. Don't say, oh, uh, maybe by January now he'll be sleepy, he'll be tired. No. My God does not sleep and he does not slumber. So he's there to protect you. Don't be afraid. I don't know tomorrow. You don't know tomorrow. We don't know the trials and temptations that are ahead. But we know a God who can deliver us. The Lord who has, who has delivered us in the time past through many dangers and snares. The same God is alive. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Amen. In Hebrews 13, verse 5, it says, He will never leave me, and he will never forsake me. Amen. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. May that be your portion this coming year in Jesus' name. God is our refuge, our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Psalm 46, 1 to 2. There's one song that says, Jesus is the rock in a weary land. Jesus is the rock in a weary land. A weary land. A weary land. Jesus is the rock in a weary land. A shadow in the time of storm. Come what may. I don't know what 2024 holds. But come what may. I'm going to survive. Because I have a purpose to fulfill. Praise the Lord. Personalize it yourself. And it shall be so. That's why it goes upon the wall. The Lord shall preserve you blameless. Spirit, soul, and body unto his coming. Now is our salvation nearer than we first believe. Remember, to be expectant of Jesus any time, any day, come this new year. Hebrews 9.28 tells us that. Jesus is coming and is going to appear to those who are expectant of him, not those who don't care. I don't even know whether Jesus is coming. I don't know when he's coming. I don't know. You are not concerned, and so you will not be prepared. But it's coming for a prepared bride. Amen. Yes. So prepare yourself. See, God Himself is ever faithful and trustworthy. You and I must remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Being prayerful, being soul winners, being blessing to other people, profiting the body of Christ with our spiritual gifts. If you feel you have not be faithful enough, you can determine to let your light shine forth more in the coming year. You can decide to sweeten the lives of other people as the salt of the earth. You can, like Apostle Paul, ask the Lord to reveal his purpose for you so that you just know why you are existing, why you are living, why you are here on planet earth. And no matter what trouble that come your way, God has delivered you and will continue to deliver you. He wants you to fulfill that purpose. Remember God's general purpose for you is first to know him, to know him in salvation, to love him and to obey him. You can't say I love God and you don't obey him. To serve him as you serve other brothers and sisters, you are serving the Lord. And to live with him eternally. In a nutshell, that's the purpose why God created us. So it's none of the academic things we are pursuing. It's none of the professional things we are pursuing. So purpose, to know him, salvation, to love him in obedience, to serve him as you serve others, and to live with him eternally. Recognize that. If God has given you gifts, it's for you to use them to serve the body of Christ especially spiritual gifts. They are not for your pocket. They are not for you. 
You have for more anointing, more anointing, and God has given you gifts. And you keep holding these gifts. You keep hiding them. You are not using them. This year, this coming year, let the Lord use you to his own praise and glory in Jesus' name. For those who feel that prayers, even their prayers have not been answered at all. Not even that God has done some. Tapir job. God just forgot me this year. He has not forgotten you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Delay is not denier. We are told in Revelation 5 verse 8 that our prayers, unanswered prayers, they are kept in a golden vial. And at the right time, God will answer them. Just have that assurance and confidence. Your day is coming and very soon. You can even claim it today. Amen. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. You are the next online for a miracle. Amen. Believe it. You are the next online. God has done for that brother, done for that sister, done it. God, where is my tongue? You always nest. Amen. Amen. Be patient with God. You need to be, a, you need to be patient with God. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3, say, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. What God has promised you, will surely come to pass in Jesus' name. The same Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 17. Say, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the, vine, in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the feeds shall yield no meat, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Amen. Have that attitude that that which you have asked the Lord, you have not yet done it. He will surely do it. Be patient. You're like a farmer, plants, you know, a field, and is patient for the harvest. It takes so much time to nurture the plants, and at harvest time, he will relax and enjoy. Amen. Your prayers will be fully answered in the name of Jesus. The Lord has not forgotten you at all. In rounding up, let us thank God for divine preservation from January to date. I want us to pray. Just talk to God. In your own ways, with your own mouth. Lord, we want to appreciate you. We thank you, Lord, for divine preservation from accidents, from different kinds of danger. You have been there for us. And with that confidence, we are going to the new year. You are still there. You have not changed. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Commit your lives into his able hands for the new year. Yes. Let us commit our lives into the hands of God. That the Lord who saw us through this year, he will use us in a greater way. Greater dimension. Never seen before. Next year. Amen. 
Father, we thank you, O Lord, because you have kept us through this year. You have a purpose for keeping us and extending our life. Lord, help us to fulfill that purpose this coming year in the name of Jesus. Wherever you have been speaking to us and we have been dull of hearing, help us, O Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that you will lead us and guide us and help us in Jesus' name. Now we are going to pray that through us, many will enter the ark of salvation this coming year. God wants us to bear fruit, and our fruit should abide. There's a great joy when you win a soul. Try it out. If you have not won a soul this year, God has not condemned you. Because there is, why there is life, there is hope. This coming year, make yourself available. Say, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Lord, use us, O oh God. You have been putting a call on some of us. You have whispered to our hearts, O oh Lord, to witness, but will give hundreds of reasons why we may not. Lord, this coming year, it shall not be so in Jesus' name. Help us, O oh Lord, to have a heart of flesh. Lord, there's a many to spiritual discipline that when you communicate with us, we will recognize and obey you in Jesus' name. Those who are sick, you will not enter the new year with sickness. That sickness must go in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Claim your healing in the name of Jesus. Sickness, disease, they are the Egyptians. They are not for Israelites, and you are spiritual Israelites. So the sickness that God allowed to come upon the Egyptian, it shall not come upon you in the name of Jesus. And anybody who has any of this ailment, reject it and say, I'm entering the new year in newness of life, in divine health in Jesus' name. If you have been sick, sickly, and each time you pray, God heal you, good. That's good. But something better is that you will not be sick at all. Jesus was never sick at all. Amen? Yes, you will not be sick. Divine health is a promise of God. Just like long life. Amen? Claim it. Believe it. I know that generally the word of God that we hear will not profit us except we believe it. You hear the word of God, you have to believe it. And you have to understand it. If you believe it, you don't understand it, there's still something there. You need to understand it. Because in the parable of the sower, the Lord made us to understand that if you don't understand the word that you hear, the enemy, the birds of the air, they will just take it away. After service, they ask you, what was the message? Uh, can't remember, can't remember. That kind of thing. When you come to your workplace, what did they talk about last time? No resemblance of it. And also I want to emphasize that God has called us to be his ambassadors. Wherever you may be, there's a misconception generally in Christendom because of orthodoxy, because of where the church has come from. That look, 
When you are in the house of God, the house of God is holy, sanctified. But when you are outside there in the marketplace, business area, that place is unholy. You are the one that will make that place holy. Wherever you are, you represent God. You are God's ambassador. So in the marketplace, come 2024, may you and I be useful to the Lord in Jesus' name. The signs and wonders we pray for and pray for, they can only be manifested outside the sanctuary, in the marketplace, the lame, the dumb. We don't expect them in the house of God, actually. But outside, full of drug addicts, full of the lame, the blind, spiritually and physically. That's where we are supposed to work for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. So, with the Holy Spirit, you can do great exploits this coming year. And that's my sincere prayer. Is there anyone who is listening to me and you are not born again? And a new year is coming. What a wonderful opportunity to know the Lord. I just want you, wherever you are, to recognize that you are a sinner. And that for your sake, Jesus suffered and died on the cross of Calvary. If you don't accept Jesus' suffering and redemption, it means Jesus died in vain in your life. But it shall not be so in Jesus' name. Acknowledge your sin and ask Jesus to come into your heart. That you cannot help yourself, you cannot save yourself. Only Jesus can save. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Only Jesus can save. And as you bow down and ask the Lord to come into your heart, may the Lord forgive all your past sin and make you a brand new creature in the name of Jesus. This is my prayer for you. As I wish every one of you a happy, glorious, and fruitful, and prosperous new year in Jesus' name. God bless your hearts.